Welcome to the Commission Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Bryant, and every month I coach you to develop leaders like Jesus did by examining how he interacted with five groups of people, the lost, the crowds, the followers, the disciples, and the leaders. At Commission Leadership, it's our mission to provide connection and coaching for pastors. We help leaders like you take a biblical approach to leadership development so you can lead like Jesus, find more volunteers, and develop leaders from the crowd. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Commission Leadership Podcast. I'm your coach, Wes Bryant, and this episode is part two in a five-part series about our biblical frame for leadership development. This framework is what we use to help you develop more leaders from the crowds of people that come to your church, and it's based off the five groups of people we see Jesus interacting with in the Gospels. The lost, the crowd, the followers, the disciples, and the leaders. In this series, I'm talking about some characteristics of each group, along with the primary movement we see them make towards Jesus so you can identify which groups you're connecting with as a leader and where you want to get better. In the last episode, we talked about the lost. The lost are people who are far from Jesus. And we see over and over again in the Gospels that Jesus goes to unreached and overlooked people seeking and saving the lost. This is the starting point for discipleship, and as leaders, we must develop evangelists who can take the gospel to people and places that we can't reach. Today, we're talking about the second group in the framework, the crowd. We see an example of the crowd in Luke 4, verses 42 and 43, which says, Now when day came... Jesus left and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him. And they came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must also preach the kingdom of God to the other cities, because I was sent for this purpose. The crowd is probably my favorite group to talk about, because it's definitely the most diverse. You have young and old, rich and poor, believers and skeptics. In fact, the crowd is where all of the other groups in the framework come together. The thing is, you can't tell who is lost, or a follower, or a disciple, or much less a leader just by looking at people in the crowd. In spite of their differences, though, People in the crowd all share one characteristic in common. Everyone in the crowd is seeking Jesus for something. However, not everyone has the same motives for coming to him. Some people want to listen to his teachings. Some people are hungry and just want a free meal. Others are looking for a miracle. Some are his disciples who love him, and yes, there are even some who want to cause him harm. So while the common characteristic of everyone in the crowd is that they all want something from Jesus, the primary movement is this. The crowd gathers together. 
We see over and over in the Gospels that whenever the crowds get too big, Jesus steps away from the crowd to find solitude with the Father, teach his disciples, and seek the lost. But, and it's a big but, the crowd is needy and they're persistent. So even though Jesus takes time to step away from the crowd, because people in the crowd all want something from Jesus, they gather towards him again. I mentioned in the last episode about the loss that unless you have an outreach ministry that primarily serves people who don't attend your church, I actually believe that most of the programming we offer as churches is geared towards the crowd. And let me say, this is not a critique as being right or wrong. It's just an observation based on what we've said so far. People in the crowd all want something from Jesus. So they gather towards him and you can't tell where they are in their faith just by looking at the crowd. Take my former sports ministry as an example. We were an outreach ministry of the church, and while we strive to reach the lost in our community with the gospel, not everyone who played in our leagues was a non-believer. In fact, our research discovered that about 30% of our participants were from our church, another 30% were from other churches in the community, and the rest were people from our community with no church affiliation. You see, Everyone who was coming to our league had a different motivation for being there. Some just thought it was a good program where their kids could have fun. Others wanted their kids to play in a league that taught about Jesus and could help form their values. And a few saw it as a training ground for discipleship where their kids could learn to follow Jesus and serve others while playing the game they loved. So, I think this group is important, especially because it seems that whenever the crowds gather, Jesus has compassion on them. And I think having spaces in our churches where crowds can gather is a really good thing because it gives the different groups within the crowd opportunities to interact with each other. So think about your ministry. What are the programs you offer that encourage the crowds to gather together? Remember, the size of the crowd doesn't matter. It could be 10 people or 1,000. What matters when identifying the different crowds in your ministry is that you can't tell people's reasons for being there just by looking at them. Now, as important as it is that we have these spaces where the crowds can gather, In my experience, the crowd is the most challenging of the five groups to work with because this is the group that typically demands most of our time and attention. Now, that's not true for everyone, depending on your ministry role, but I do think it's true for most of us, and I certainly think it was true for Jesus and his ministry. So hopefully, like Jesus... You're moved with compassion for the crowd. And as you tend to their needs, I want you to keep something in mind. People in the crowd will always have needs that they want you to take care of for them. 
And in my experience and observation, it's the never-ending needs of the crowd that lead many of us into ministry burnout, especially if you're a leader who doesn't practice good boundaries. This was a mistake I made in my early years in ministry. And this is why learning to identify potential leaders from within the crowd and developing them into leaders who shepherd the crowd is so important. And this is why this ministry exists to serve you. Because when you develop leaders who are caring for the needs of the crowd, it gives you more freedom to do the most important work that God has called you to as a pastor. And the energy to do it. So I want you to brainstorm with me for a moment. What is the most important work that God has called you to as a pastor of your church? It could be any number of things. Maybe it's sharing the gospel with the lost or teaching followers and helping to form them in their faith. Or maybe it's administration You're the type of leader who provides organization and direction for the different groups and programs in your ministry. Take a few seconds and think about it. Now, on average, how much time do you spend in a week doing this most important work? If you're like I was early in ministry, it's probably less than you'd like it to be. So dream with me for a minute. What would happen if you had leaders in place in your ministry who were shepherding the needs of the crowd so that it doubled the amount of time you spent doing your most important work as a pastor? What kind of harvest would that produce for the kingdom? I believe this is what can happen when we raise up leaders who use their gifts as a spiritual act of worship. And I believe this is possible for you. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the followers and what it is about them specifically that makes them stand out from the crowd. Thanks for listening today. I hope this episode has given you a snapshot of the people who regularly gather in your ministry and how you can best serve them. And I hope you'll keep listening to discover how you can develop leaders around you. Thanks for listening to the Commission Leadership Podcast. If you're looking to connect with other pastoral leaders and find support to become a more Christ-like leader, I want to invite you to become one of our monthly members. Memberships start at just $10 a month, and not only do you get to be a part of a monthly group leadership cohort with 10 to 15 other pastors, you also get personal bi-monthly coaching sessions with me to break through your greatest challenges in leadership. Plus other great features like free podcasts behind the scenes, our monthly leadership newsletter, and discounts on every course we offer. And during our series on this biblical leadership framework, I'm offering a free limited time trial membership to our listeners. Simply click the link in the description and let's make it our goal to develop as leaders together.